Live from the continent of Europe, home to 44 different countries and enormous opportunities, this is the Financial Independence Europe podcast, the show where you will learn how to optimize your life and all the top financial hacks of this world. This was your hosts, Alvaro Matias. Hi, I'm Matthias. In today's episode with my co-host Alva, I'm interviewing Emma and Robert from the blog What Life Could Be. There they are writing about how they made it becoming financial independent, how they live a purposeful life, and they are also covering lots of other topics like optimizing expenses, etc., etc. With Firehub, they are curating the financial independence scene in Europe, and they are also organizing a conference, which I attended last week, year. Uh, it's called the Financial Independence Week. Recently, Emma and Robert moved from Stuttgart in Germany to Romania. And today they will tell us how it is to live there compared to Germany, how they became FI, where their cash flow comes from, and why they're joining the zero waste movement. So I hope you enjoy the interview as much as we did. So hello, Robert and Emma. Welcome to our podcast. Um, it's cool that you have some time for us um talk with us about uh, financial independence in europe and what your journey has been um i want to start with one question um as you are already kind of fi uh, what's what's your job title right now and so what what are, what have you put into linkedin what's your job description yeah uh, <laughs> hi hi there Hi, everybody. Hi. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good question. I should change my LinkedIn. <laughs> so far, I, I didn't change any of that. Um, yeah, good idea. I should, I should do that. What, what would you put there, Emma? In the, I would it's put complicated. In gentleman. It's in Germany, it's called Privatier. Gentleman of leisure. Yes. <laughs> But that kind of... That has more connotations of the old British aristocracy, yeah. where they just had tenant farmers and lived off the rent. So I have an idea, guys. I think I think after this podcast is published and people listen to it and so on, I think we should make a poll about what we should write as our position in our LinkedIn and social media, whatever uh, business profiles. Okay, and we can just pick the, can, the best one. We can create a poll and put it into the show notes and uh, hope we got yep. some good suggestions. That we have Let's also a job title for everyone who's uh, already financial uh, financial independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just calling myself self-employed at the moment so i think most people who fire i, I, I believe the mad scientist also calls himself self-employed at the moment it's <laughs> you have many different uh, versions for it yeah i think i have a long and a short answer when people ask me what i do um the short answer is i'm a freelance translator because i still translate on a freelance basis just not paid um And then if people seem more interested or the context is right, then I go into more detail. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm complicated. But self-employed is always a good thing. Yeah, self-employed could also mean unemployed um, sometimes. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's good to have just one hobby. Um, you could t uh, take as a job title. So translator is good and or farmer <laughs> or just uh, father. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, when when people ask me on the street, um, and and it happens that, that happens often because they see that I don't go to work. Uh, oh, what do you do? And, and I always say, oh, I work on the internet. And then no no further questions. <laughs> <laughs> I do something with media. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a good idea. So, um, and how, how has your fire journey been looking so far? Um, what's the current stage? How, how long are you uh, currently uh, in this journey? So we've been five um, for how much time? Um, almost three years. Almost three years. Two and a half years or something like that. Time flies. M mathematically. But but it's it's complicated. It's complicated to find out the 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 exact time because we reached FI in Germany, um, according to German expenses, uh, like end of 2015. But then we moved to Romania, um, and obviously our costs have dropped and our our um, uh, cash flow went up because of that. So. You know, it would be interesting to calculate backwards. Okay, according to the Romanian expenses, where is our exact FI time? So this is why it's so complicated in in our case. But I, I guess a, a, it would basically half the time or something like that. I don't know. We should calculate yeah. it and make it into a post. Yeah. Watch the space, guys. New post coming yeah. up. <laughs> oh, so I wanted to ask, could you sort of give us a breakdown of how your um, income streams and fire journey is looking? Uh, like, so like, where are you getting um, the, the income from um, and how does that build up? Sure. Um, basically, it's also a bit complicated. Um, we have some rental income from Germany primarily from our apartment that we lived in and owned outright with no mortgage. Uh, we've rented that out and that pretty much covers our expenses. And um, I'm still running this online business, um, which I started several years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and then generally it's a, a solid income as well. Um, but but it, it varies. So oh. it's real estate, It's um, online business, which is also a hobby. Um, do we have other income? Minimal dividends. Oh, yeah, we, we get dividends, but, but we don't I really count that. count that much with that. So dividends from, from ETFs and some stocks? and Exactly. Like it, it, exactly, dividend ETFs. Mm -hmm. and, and in the online business, um, just some affiliate uh, for affiliate links or subscriptions of, of the visitors? No, basically I uh, run a um, little portal. It's, it's a niche portal, yeah. niche community, let's put it like that. And uh, yeah, it's it's AdSense and, and people pay for advertising and banners and so on. It's pretty boring, actually, yeah. uh, if you, if you, if you <laughs> uh, try to explain it that it way. Works. But, but um, it's not even the, the question whether it works or not. It's basically I, I, I enjoy doing it. And it happens that it, it generates uh, money. So, yeah. Uh, great, guys. Then we'll launch straight into uh, another question. Uh, we're really curious. Um, what is your motivation be behind starting uh, what life could be and uh, Firehub? Can you walk us a little bit through the journey and the whys and hows and uh, what the end goal of the platforms uh, are? 
Um, well, with what life could be, we basically just we wanted to meet other people who were interested in FI, and the blog seemed like the best way to do it. Um, we saw there were other blogs starting up, or there were obviously the old um, established blogs like Mr. Money Mustache and so on, and we thought that it was just a good way to meet people, to get our story out there, hopefully inspire some people and become part of the community. And it's basically just been trundling along since then. Um, but with Firehub, we wanted to really start to build the European community to give it a home, to give it a place where people can find blogs, find other people who are interested, not just in English, but in their own language and without having to trawl through the American specific stuff about tax, because that's a, something that annoys quite a lot of people. Nothing against Americans, but it's good to find, be able to find information about your specific country. Yeah, that's true. Um, especially the uh, retirement plans uh, are different uh, to, to the US and also the taxing and also all service provider you can find uh, in, in the American blocks are different to the European uh, ones. So it's, I think it's a good idea to have that in, in Europe and find uh, specific information how to apply all these principles uh, with Europe service providers and Europe tax law and so on. And also in, in Europe, there's also uh, the p uh, great possibility to use these uh, geo arbitrage uh, to move between different countries and so on. That's uh, also not really covered in these uh, American blocks, I would say. Exactly. Um, there's so much potential here for topics. Um, taxation, you mentioned, and geo arbitrage. People just don't know about all these things. And now when you hear that people start opening companies in Estonia or Lithuania or wherever, um, there are tremendous things there that nobody really talks about apart from the, the country um, that those things happen. So I think there's a lot to learn here for everybody in, in, in Europe. And it, it basically just makes sense to uh, create this community. Yeah. Could you also maybe give a few examples how you have used geo-arbitrage yourself because you mentioned real estate in Germany and living cheap in Romania, um, which sounds like a really good way of doing this in Europe. Could you walk us through a little bit like uh, why you chose those places and how, how that experience was for you guys? Uh, well, we both ended up in Germany kind of for different reasons. I ended up there because I wanted to work as a translator from German to English. And I was more in demand in Germany than in the UK, because in the UK, there are lots of native English speakers who speak German, but that's not so much the case in Germany. And Robert went there basically for Erasmus and because a lot of people from his hometown in Romania go to Germany, his brother was already there. Um, so we didn't pick Germany from a, an economic point of view as such. We just ended up there. Um, and the reason for Romania now is that it's Robert's, we're in Robert's hometown and we moved back mostly for family reasons. It was definitely not an economic decision. I would not recommend anyone to move to a country they don't know just 
purely for ec an economic reason. You have to have a proper personal reason for moving to a country. Yeah, but, it, you know, there's so much potential as, as well to to learn something new, to travel, discover a new place. And then to some extent you can use um, that to, to, to do arbitrage and reduce your expenses as well at the same time as improving your, your life quality. But what how Emma said that it would be really stupid to to just go there to go to a country that you actually hate just because the costs are low. I mean, you have to you have to love and or enjoy being there. That's key. Yeah, exactly. So I still have to uh, stay in Germany <laughs> uh, and pay the tax there, but um, yeah, I have to investigate a little bit. Um, <laughs> one thing too uh, about tax. I mean, the uh, tax rate in Romania is is very friendly. Yeah. Uh, much lower than, than in Germany. But still, um, I sat down and calculated it, how much our individual tax rate for our family would be uh, in Romania compared to Germany. And it would, be, it would end up pretty much the same just because of the, um, the tax-free amounts that you got in, in Germany. Ah, okay. I mean, as a, family of, as a family of four, you get like over 30,000 of tax-free income in, per year. Uh, which is ridiculously high compared to nothing in Romania. So you're taxed from the first euro earned. Um, so that that is also something that nobody really thinks about. Um, Germany is a very good uh, yeah. country for to live um, cheap and um, so that's on. That's kind of uh, true. But in in Romania, the um, the cost of living. So that's the most important thing uh, that you have to that you can. Uh, earn your money, like, um, for example, in the internet or with real estate in, in Germany. And you have these low spending in, in Romania. That's uh, maybe the most important thing uh, instead of the tax uh, reason. And also maybe good as to give people an idea of like how big the difference is between Germany and Romania. Yeah, like in factor terms, like one, two, three, how much more or how much cheaper do you think Romania is versus Germany? Oh, that that's a difficult question, I think. It depends it's, on what you're buying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Food prices in Germany remain pretty much unbeatable. Um, food prices here are pretty much the same, if not more, than in Germany. In, in supermarkets. Okay, um, so restaurants are so also food getting... Is, is cheaper, maybe, and all the branded products are the same, like in Germany. Not even. No. If, you, if you go to a supermarket, you would have the same prices. And for some things, uh, Romania is even more expensive. Obviously, other things, they might be cheaper. For if, if you go to a farmer's market in Romania, yeah. or if you buy from your neighbor and you buy meat, uh, organic meat, I mean, that's unbeatable. It, it's a lot cheaper than Germany. I mean, organic food here is a lot cheaper than in Germany. But, you know, standard supermarket price is, I think, basically the same. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, this, so you, just, also you can go to your neighbors and so on, and you get all the um, the basic food from them, uh, which is of course yes. uh, organic, <laughs> and um, and you have you rarely have to buy something in the U supermarket. Um, you could probably survive rarely buying something in the supermarkets, but in reality, we buy things in the supermarket. 
Okay. Um, you can't always wait until the stars align that the neighbor is going to have this kind of meat at exactly this time. He's going to be at home. He's going to be in a good mood. You can get it. Um, at the same time that these specific vegetables are in season in your garden, there are too many factors that don't always come together. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it does happen that you buy uh, something like 20 kilograms of uh, quality beef uh, from from your neighbor who just slaughtered an animal. So this is <laughs> something that happens here. Uh, I have also discovered um, that you're interested in this uh, zero waste life. And I also recently uh, got uh, got in, into collecting um, waste from the streets of Cologne. <laughs> and uh, I was also wondering uh, how I could uh, reduce my waste. And then I w I'm, I'm just re reading, or I was in a supermarket in a discounter. Yeah, many uh, financial independent Uh, blocks uh, recommend to buy in the discounter to um, get your food. Uh, it's a cheap way, but um, the um, vegetables, for example, are packaged. They are all packaged in the discounter. So I have to choose between buying a packaged uh, a paprika uh, or zucchini in, in the discounter or a expensive one in the, uh, on the market or in a, a premium supermarket. So that's really a dilemma for me. <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult. There are so many different factors to think about and they, you just can't always satisfy every single criteria. Yeah, yeah, that, that's stupid in Germany, I, I have to admit. Yeah. And what are you and doing it's different your, here. What, uh, what, what are you doing in your, um, let's say, zero waste journey? What, uh, where can you avoid or where do you avoid waste uh, currently? Oh, we've done a whole ton of things. Um, I hadn't actually realized how many things we've done until I made the timeline on our blog. If you want, you can go there and all the grisly details are there. Um, we do a lot of things like when we go out um, to eat, we have our we take our own cutlery, we take our own reusable coffee cups. Well, not to a restaurant. Not to a restaurant, but if we're, <laughs> if we're out in the city and we know we're probably going to go and quickly yeah, pick, up, pick up something food. fast to eat, not go and sit in a restaurant with our own cutlery, obviously, <laughs> but to avoid using plastic cutlery and paper napkins and plastic bottles, we have reusable versions of all of that and we take it with us. Um, we don't buy bottled water. We would love to be able to buy all our food unpackaged. It's not happening yet but it's I'm slowly working out where I can get various things um, also a lot of cosmetics we don't buy plastic bottles of shampoo or liquid soap or any of that kind of stuff we try to either make things or just buy bar soap But uh, I think okay. from I also uh, use from these um, uh, also not buying the um, packaged uh, water of course And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but um, you can also save some money uh, doing it. And here in Cologne, for example, they are, uh, in the meantime, they, they are opened uh, three supermarkets for zero waste. Um, so it's easy to buy zero waste if you, if you want. And I hope it's uh, spreading all over Europe that it's uh, becoming more easier for people to avoid that. Um, yeah, there's a new place opening up in Budapest, or it's just opened up in Budapest, actually. Um, and we're going to Budapest tomorrow. So we're excited to check out that place as well. Ah, okay. 
Well, guys, also to yeah, ask, so I, um, do you feel that most stores are okay with this? Like if you walk into with like your own plastic container or um, a bottle and with like, hey, can you please fill, uh, fill this up? Are they okay with it? Or are they like, you know, hey, you have to buy my packaging or I'm not selling? Um, we've never actually asked them to put something in a container. Um, we, I take my own produce bags, like just little cloth bags that I made from old pajama bottoms. They look really stupid. And I've been laughed at so many times. <laughs> there, there's a little guy at the market who sells apples and he just laughs at me when he sees me coming. And he goes, oh, come and visit me again with your little bags. <laughs> We're quite weird. Did you We're say you made weird. it out of pajamas? I made them from old pajama bottoms. Because the knees that got holes in them, so I couldn't wear them anymore. And then I just cut the legs up and then sewed the bottom of them to make little bags. Yeah, why not? There are pictures on the blog. It's okay to laugh. It's We're laughing as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really admire if people actually put the effort in making their own shampoo and their own bags. And, you know, I'm just going as far as like sewing my own clothing and letting my girlfriend cut my hair. But that's it. People who go like further and like really try to implement this in their lives. That's, I mean, that's in the end where we all need to go to make the world a bit more sustainable. So I can really respect that lifestyle. We do try. And the, the problem is that in Germany, where, uh, where we lived and what we know and where we recycled many things. So we had that <laughs> remarkable yellow bag, famous yellow bag that's used to basically uh, put in all the recyclable stuff. Um, you, you just don't see the, the plastic anymore. You put it in there and you take it away and they hopefully recycle it or you think you're, you hope you recy they recycle it. But over here, it's shocking. You see all this, that, that stupid plastic lying around everywhere because they don't have a refund uh, program. You don't, they don't have this German fund where, you know, they uh, <clears throat> pay a few cents for, for a plastic bottle. <laughs> so um, you see that it, it's basically in your face all day walking around and you see all this plastic ar lying around coming from from that life in Germany it, you, you just can't see that uh, and, and you you not just start doing actively something about it but you, you actually start collecting rubbish <laughs> that's what we do um, in our free time um, and collect as much plastic uh, what we can and what we do is actually sell it we found out that you can sell uh, plastic bottles and you can sell um, aluminum cans and, and even plastic bags uh, there's a company who buys it and recycles it and obviously if they pay money you can be sure that they they recycle it so um yeah this is one thing that we do in our free time here uh or what what i'm basically working on now is to convince the local authorities um, and, and talking to several people, organizations and so on, and putting up a plan on how, on how to keep the, the city clean. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to write about this in, in our blog. Right now it's in early stages and we didn't reach anything yet, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm being annoyed, annoying. Um, yeah. I, I'm really 
going nuts about it uh, in a constructive way, I hope. I've been in Albania and there was a valley and they started, it was completely full of, it was beautiful, but full of plastic. And they started to go with the kids uh, from the school and collect all this um, plastic. And then they learned how, how to keep um, the valley clean. So that was really cool to see that, that this could work, that you have to start with the children uh, maybe to uh, have, it, have a sustainable and um, clean city then again. Um, so there's one question I really like to ask you. Um, uh, it's about the um, financial independence in Europe. And I think from my, uh, how I am sensing it, um, that financial independence is, is, is becoming more popular in Europe right now and is kind of crossing the chasm if you uh, know the book. Uh, and um, so I'm, so my question is why is it uh, emerging the topic right now in Europe and why not maybe 10 years ago or 10 years in the future? So why, what is, yeah. So why is it now? Maybe it's because think? we started Firehub in the in, in last September uh, five. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I think there are more and more blogs appearing. I think probably it started with everyone reading the American blogs as they got more and more famous. And while things were really kicking off there, it was just kind of getting started in Europe. And now there are more and more blogs, there are more and more meetups, and people are realizing, hey, this could be a good idea. Um, I'm not yeah, sure I've why it's not 10 years also there are more and more um, meetups, and um, before that, it, it was all, always called like passive income. So there were passive income meetups and blogs, and now it's kind of emerging to the financial independence. Not really in, in Germany, it's, I think it's not really um, there, but uh, in the countries around Germany, I think um, it's, it's already more popular. Um, yeah. And um, so you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't know why it is now. So maybe. And it's a combination of things, I think. Um, Mr. Money Mustache plays a huge role, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I was, got infected with him and I basically literally everybody we know or almost everybody we know in this community reads him. Um, so, I mean, he, he has, I'm sure, many, many European readers. And uh, yeah, it, it's a, an American import, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so you, you, uh, you think it's, it's coming from, from the America? I think I have also the um, idea that maybe uh, people are not satisfied with work and they are looking for more meaning and looking for also for a happier life. And as a basic income, for example, is not, uh, is not provided by the politicians. Um, you could, you could just create your own basic income and have more time for family. I think it's, uh, there's a, a trend for more meaning in life. And so that's a way to do it. Yeah, I think there are also a lot of people out there who are dissatisfied, but they don't know what to look for. Um, I remember having a really bad day at work and get, going home and Googling, I hate my job. 
And I didn't find financial independence. I didn't find Mr. Money Mustache. Mm. But I just remember sitting there and thinking there must be something else out there. I can't be destined to sit in that office and do this meaningless job until I die. And actually, I shared an office with a guy who would come in every morning and say, I wish there was a way to get paid and not have to come into work. And we would all laugh at him. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, turns out there is. Yeah, there is. And I think also the boring jobs are automated, automated in, the, in the future by artificial intelligence and, and uh, chatbots and so on. So there, I think interesting. the interesting jobs will stay and people have more time. Yeah, let's hope that maybe also good to add that obviously the whole movement started back in the States where everything is more absolute, higher salaries, but pretty much non-existent healthcare. And in Europe, our salaries might be lower, but life quality, um, work-life balance seems to be a lot better with our healthcare and uh, holiday days. So like the need to pursue financial independence is less, um, but more and more people do seem to move towards it. Like as it few in, in the last years, but there's just less of a need of it if you compare it back uh, to the I agree. States. I mean, it's ridiculous to have two weeks of holidays in uh, a year in, in the U.S. That's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and it's, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I met uh, a Canadian um, a couple of weeks ago, and he said he had 10 days of holiday days um, a year. And that really shocked me if I compare that to the U.K., where 30, 33 is uh, the standard. Yeah. Oh. Something like six weeks, uh, or something. Somebody has even over six weeks of holidays um, a year, which is. Yep. Yeah. Also, wanted to ask um, a couple of uh, days ago, I went to a meetup in Edinburgh for the financial independence meetup, and uh, they mentioned that you guys also came over there uh, a while ago. And just wanted to ask um, how you experienced the event and uh, if you liked it. Yeah, it was great. Um, basically, we decided that we should, since there was. There were no meetups in our area. We decided first we'd make one in Timisoara, and then we were going to Edinburgh over Christmas anyway, so we thought, hey, we could make one in Edinburgh. Um, So we put something on our website, and then a few days later, um, a guy called Fergus contacted us and said, hey, is this the first meetup in Edinburgh you're doing? Because I just started doing meetups. Um, I've only done two so far, but it would be great to join forces. And we thought, whoa, there are other people. Um, so we were just really, really happy that there were other people out there also wanting to do the same thing. So we joined forces. There were, I think, about 20 people there. It was really, really good. Um, some people came extra, especially to Edinburgh, just for the meetup, which was really, really cool. Yeah, Emma, Emma even sang. I sang. <laughs> <laughs> That's also, not going to be repeated. Also, also the meetup. So if we do a meetup, uh, and if you want to hear Emma... Just come around. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was really kind of amazing if you saw what was coming. Uh, the Mad Scientist was there and um, somebody from the Fire Drill podcast and a lot of like uh, different ages, people like starting at 19 up to 65 were coming. So the age range and a bunch of bloggers and podcasters are there. I met a lot of interesting people there. I think it's, I hope it's uh, more rising the amount of uh, events in Europe because we don't have much yet and it would be cool if we have like some big yearly events going on. 
I, I have uh, I started a financial independence meetup in Cologne and now also in, in, in Düsseldorf. So what's next to Cologne? And there were also people coming also from like 100 kilometers away. Um, so there is kind of demand, I would say. And also the, it's very nice people. So compared to a um, stock or value stock club, it's I think people are more nice and uh, are looking um, yeah, are looking for, for, for meaning in life and so on. So I like that a lot. Um, um so, um, I, I think we have to, um, to finish. And, uh, so maybe can just ask a couple of quick questions, uh, for our listeners to, um, for advice, for example. Um, ah, uh, uh, great. Guys, yeah, just to get started, um, in terms of tips and advice for people who are pursuing uh, financial independence in Europe, what kind of quick take could you give them on, uh, yeah, like, what can they do best? Where can they get started? I, I would say that you should focus on both, um, on, on your costs, get to know your costs, track your expenses, um, and really calculate what you're losing with especially recurring expenses. I mean, I, I'm just writing a post about um, the impact of recurring expenses on your, on your lifetime, basically. And I, they're just ridiculous numbers. Like if you decide to not to drink bottled water, um, you can save something like a year of free time, which is ridiculous. Just this is just bottled water. We're not even talking about cars and um, drinks and um, smoking or something like that, which uh, uh, you know very quickly come together and you have fifteen, twenty years of free time just because you you cut some stupid recurring expenses. By free time, he means you can push your FI date forward, um, so you reach FI earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm I'm spending too much money in coffee shops. I have to, I have to cut. Oh, that. that's a bad one. Shame on you. Get yourself a reusable coffee cup and make it at home. Yeah, but then I have no chair to sit on, <laughs> and when it's raining in winter, so yeah, it's a little bit cold. But yeah, maybe I can. But well, then you have to get creative with your solutions. Yeah, that's one of the cool things. You if you don't automatically just buy the easiest solution to something, then you have to think about alternatives. Yeah. yeah. Another thing is that people in the community mostly write about saving rate and um, cutting down expenses and so on, but they don't talk so much about side hustles and uh, starting a little business or something beside yeah. their, their job. Um, and I think this is hugely important because there's so much stuff that you can learn on YouTube or on blogs and so on. And you can start small yeah. businesses, online businesses, um, small ideas. Um, and we tried some and wrote about it. And there's huge potential out there. Um, definitely focus on, on, on side hustles. So you, you mean just adding one hour a day additionally to, the, to your job and you can maybe uh, earn 300, 400, 500 euros additionally uh, in months and you can maybe uh, yeah, be, retire maybe two years early or three years early like that? Yeah, for, for example, we started doing uh, cleaning our uh, staircase in, in Germany. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we did this housemeister thing, and um, after in the apartment building where we lived, <laughs> that wasn't pretty here. So um, we we did that job, and we tracked every minute of it for one and a half years, um, and we came out with something like two hundred euros an hour. Yeah, um, that obviously has to be taxed, but still, two hundred euros an hourly rate for doing something as simple as that, mm-hmm. uh, and we spent an hour something a, a bit more than an hour a month doing that. That is not much at all, but it's like, uh, you know, 250 euros per month um, of extra income, which is, I think, pretty good. I mean, so many engineers and, and doctors out there uh, don't have that, that, that hourly rate. Yeah. Um, maybe lawyers have it, but <laughs> but they have to study a lot for it. So, yeah, there, there's simple things like that that people ignore. Um, people think, okay, oh, I'm not doing that. But, you know, uh, once you look into it and do the math, uh, maybe you clean that stair uh, staircase with, with a huge smile on your face for an hour, month, uh, which, is, which is doable, yeah. right? Yeah, I think just 200 or 300 euro extra um, are really, um, really good. Um, so it's kind of several years earlier to retire then if you can manage to do that. Exactly. And it's maybe just one or two extra hours. So I also highly recommend it. Um, so I would say with just one last question. So are there any websites or books you really can recommend, uh, which helped you maybe on your path or, um, where you maybe surfing, surfing uh, websites, you surfing, um, frequently. I think we just, Went with the usual, usual suspects, Mr. Money Mustache, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Millionaire Next Door, Early Retirement Extreme. There is, I don't think there's anything that we read that hasn't been mentioned. All right. So, so yeah. the, the, the popular um, financial independence blocks. Um, yeah, the standard all right. Yeah, and, and, and Facebook, Facebook groups. Um, we have this small European community that's that's growing, growing financial independence Europe. Um, I mean, people can learn a lot from each other. Um, there, there's international brokers coming out where, which nobody really knows about, um, and not many people know about. And there's a lot of information to share where you can save cost and, and start investing in, uh, in index funds and so on. So yeah join the community and, and learn from each other. I think that's, that's the best one. Uh, that's a really good one also to mention the Facebook groups because those might be a bit harder to find with Googling and take a bit more effort and you have to be <laughs> within the world to know about them, but they're really valuable discussions um, on there. So to finish up, um, where can people find you online um, in terms of Twitter, website, blogs? Uh, our blog is whatlifecouldbe.eu. Um, I'm not 100% sure what our Facebook link is, but I think all the, basically all the all our social media links are on the blog. Yeah. Um, all right, I spent so two days making you. those icons proper <laughs> I think we have the way to I want them. Um, so thank you for being in our podcast right now. Um, I think we put the links to your websites into our show notes, like the Firehub and also What Life Could Be and the Facebook group. And so I hope we can collaborate um, with each other and uh, see you maybe in another episode in a couple of months again. So thank you for being there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye.
For listening to the show. We hope you like it and would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think because it really helps us to improve the show. All the mentioned articles, books and everything in between can be found in the show notes. Also, if you want to learn more about us, you can find us at financial-independence.eu. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.